Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. My name is George, his name is Matt, his name is Jimmy, and today, oh man, today we have a show for you. We got yeah. we got to talk about video games, we got to talk about video game news, and the most spectacular stories of 2016 seem to have all been happening within the past two days. But until then, we get to talk about the games we played this week, you know, kind of have some small talk, uh, brush up, lubricate up to it, if you will. Um, um You know, in, insert our enthusiasm up to a certain level that is pleasurable for you. Oh, yeah. This part is filled with innuendos. Hey, Jimmy, <laughs> I saw you playing in a stream Oh with, boy! With Austin and Lee and, yeah. and first and and I think it was Nick Bolton. Yeah. And, and yeah. um, I couldn't believe it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes because the game you were playing was none other than Sonic Shuffle. Sonic Shuffle, the greatest yeah. game. Yes. The greatest. It's, but I mean, it's a game. <laughs> you weren't playing in the fourth dimension map, so you weren't doing it right. But I okay, so saved that for let now. Me, allow me to give context, because I'm sure anybody not in the know is like, Jimmy played a Sonic game willingly? So first of all, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> you never do. No. Uh, so <laughs> the context is, so our, our good buddy, Brutal Moose, um, Ian, he decided to start this sort of stream group uh, and we're called the Danger Squad. He invited me to it. And um, so it's like me, it's all the Arcadia guys. So, you know, like Lee, Austin, Strex, Scrib, mm-hmm. uh, Emmy or Emily, Emmy Knightley. Um, it's uh, Youngtown and Nick and Chadtronic and Zirachi. That's a lot. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Yeah, it, it's like a pretty big group, but like the point is, we're all under a group thing on Twitch, so if you want to like see similar streams, you go to the Danger Squad thing. But then Ian had this great idea, let's do like challenges or tournaments. Um, so the first tournament uh, was Mario Party 1, and you could enter if you want, you don't have to. I mean, this is like for the Danger Squad members, you can enter if you want, you don't have to. But like, so you, you, you play around on Peach's birthday cake in Mario Party 1, and it's 35 turns, one one CPU set to each difficulty, so normal, hard, and um, and easy. And you have to finish the entire 35-turn game, and at the end, you tally up your stars and your coins, and we go on leaderboard. Uh, if if you guys are interested, I'd suggest like going to like my, my Twitch, like twitch.tv slash thundercr, click on the Danger Squad thing at the top, and go look at the leaderboard that Ian made, because he screen-capped... Well, I mean, everybody was doing screen-caps of the face cams during these the fucking Mario parties. And there are so many images of everybody from danger squad looking fucking miserable. <laughs> and all of the leaderboard pictures are like face palming or like, like far away in the background on the floor or just sad faces. Um, so the, with, with the tournament first, second and third, get like a, a trophy thing. And I guess at the end of like a season, we're going to see who's like the, most successful danger squatter but bottom three has to do a punishment round so if you did the worst out of all eight people who entered and this is the bottom three you have to stream a round of sonic shuffle <laughs> so so that's yummy. the punishment yeah so uh i got sixth place so i was the top of the bottom three uh Chad Tronic, I feel so bad for him. Uh, we had a running a running hashtag that was hashtag better than Chad or not as bad as Chad or anything any variant on that. 
he he finished his round with zero stars and 61 coins which is amazing because he didn't even get any of the bonus stars or anything he got shafted all the way through uh and lee finished with zero stars and 62 coins just beating him by one coin and so we're the bottom three they they have yet to stream theirs but i think lee might stream tomorrow or something so he's gonna be in person with austin and scrib okay it'll be on arcadia elephant in the room question you guys i presume are using netplay on an emulator or multiple Uh, emulators actually if you're going from n64 to dreamcast we're well i mean We're using real purchased consoles that we bought at the video game oh, store. I saw your graphics flicker <laughs> in and out. That was my console messing up because it's old and dusty. I don't believe you. I mean, Dreamcast were like built really shit. But no, I mean, like, so- I would never, I would never purchase Sonic Shuffle. Let's be clear on that, okay? But you don't yeah, have we a copy using- sitting on your bookshelf right now, like me. I don't uh, have a copy kind of, a of any would, Sonic would game. Have Sonic Shuffle lying around the house for for people to just find, Matt. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, for the sake of being able to all play the same game, uh, we used. Uh, an emulator and um so for mario 64 a lot of the graphics would glitch out and stuff sonic shuffle was worse because dreamcast emulators are not as polished as n64 emulators surprise surprise um but yeah uh so long story short i ended up playing sonic shuffle first of all mario party 1 is all kinds of bad and mario party 2 is superior in every fucking way mario party 2 is like a game mario party 1 is a fucking torture chamber Really? Um, I like Mario Party 1 kind of, sort of. so <laughs> fucked up. I mean, as you much as one know. can like Mario Party, but uh, to there, be fair, I haven't like, played the others a lot. There are like two decent minigames in Mario Party 1. Yeah, the I'll rest of them are that. bullshit. So, and in Mario Party 1, there's a bunch of games where you just like, you can like lose coins for no fucking reason. It'll be like, oh, you didn't do all right? You, you, lose you 10 coins. understand though, like my Mario Party progression, I think I've I've played one four and seven and Mm. and so i'm going from like a nice simple game that i can follow that is bullshit to like the later ones where i just don't know what's going on there's like item stores and inventory systems and and i i come into it with expectations from from the super simple like first prototype style streamlined game and then i just get lost instantly essentially the jump from Mario Party 1 to Mario Party 2 was big, and then the rest of them are, like, incremental, like, differences and betters, or in 9 and 10's case, worse. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, playing Mario Party 1 was already suffering. If you want to watch the VOD, I, I recommend watching all the Danger, Street, Danger Squad VODs for those, because they were all hilarious. Um, Chad's, in particular, was just sad to watch. Uh... But yeah, so I did that and then I had to play Sonic Shuffle. So I streamed it. And so this is the weirdest thing. For half an hour, I was having fun. Really? For half an hour of Sonic Shuffle, I was having a good time. One thing I do want to say, though, is that Sonic Shuffle does have one cool mechanic, and that is that on your Dreamcast VMU memory card, they -hmm. displayed an LCD screen of of cards you had. It was like having a hand of cards that only you could see that the other players couldn't. Right. The rest of the game's a hot garbage tire fire. It's it's mm. a, a dumpster putridly rotting in the sun. I wouldn't actually this is weird. Don't don't make don't take this as Jimmy defending Sonic in any way. Mm. Um Oh my god. I actually disagree. 
I think that Sonic Shuffle has a lot of good You were the in there. longest person on the oh, internet. No, no, I'm not. You also hate the... 2D Sonic, but like Sonic Shuffle. You're like... No, I'm not saying I like Sonic Shuffle. <laughs> I don't. I said oh, I enjoyed right. half an hour of it. I streamed for yeah. two and a half hours. And you know, as, as much of like a terrible game as it is, I will say I enjoy giggling at bad things with friends. Well, okay, so what... So was it Let that? me lay down... Let me lay down the goods, first of all. No, I, I was having, I was just genuinely having fun. Oh, you're nuts. You're the mini crazy. Games, the mini games are pretty okay. There are <laughs> no. some there are some good mini games. I will fuck you. Mario Party wow. 1 has some has the biggest library of shit mini games, except for like facelift. And then Sonic Shuffle has like this cool game where like you're a tank and you have like a gun and you have like strafe controls and shit. Like that was legit fun. I had a good time playing that game. Most of the other games are like mediocre at best, but there were some games where I was like, yeah, like this is fun. But now it's that's where the good that's where the good stops. That's where the good stops. It's not it's not broken for the most part in most of the mini games. However, mini game outcomes, random people get like a fuck ton of rings and other people don't. The rings don't matter. Big surprise, just like every other fucking Sonic game. Um <laughs> the 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 world and story is like like w- why that's i sat through like 15 minutes of story before i played the game and it why like the point of the game is to get seven precious stones and at the end of that the one with the most wins why not just make it seven chaos emeralds that's already a sonic thing seven chaos emeralds is a thing that's established i I remember you mentioning that there's like all these different varieties of precious stone that don't convey their usage with their names at all like why do we need this universe where somebody transports Sonic and his friends to come save them? Like, just make it Eggman's doing something bad, collect the Chaos Emeralds. Like, never have I jumped into a party game and been like, man, I hope the story's good. Like, remember the last time you turned on fucking Fusion Frenzy and you're like, oh, let's get into the lore. Like, no. No. So, okay, story beyond shit and there's way too much of it. Um, The, like... The dice rolling, or okay, the fact that you could steal everybody's cards, I get it, I get it, but it is the most frustrating fucking thing in the world because it's like I have a pretty good hand, and everybody took them on their turns because they just wanted to fuck me over. Like this game will, if I play this with human people, I think I'd become more vindictive in this game than I would in any Mario Party because I know people would just steal cards just to like just to fuck with you. Um. Like also, does the, everyone see everyone else's hand on their little VMU pop-up windows? No, it's you see your hand, and then you get uh, you get like the backside of everybody else's cards. So it's just like you see how many cards they have, but you don't know what they are, and you see which of the deck has been used, so that you can like deduce like, oh, if this person has six cards and everybody else has one card left, and there is several sixes still not used it's likely that the person with the most cards has a six at least once in there. So it's like, it's a guessing game if you want to steal cards. It's a mechanic that has some legs that just ends up being fucking annoying. Um, wow. All the animations are bad. The, the we're, fucking, we're talking a lot about Sonic Shuffle right now. I just, yeah, you, you we need asked, to, right? We, we, need you asked. We, need, we need to move on. It's, it's an appalling experience. <laughs> it's an appalling too much, experience. Too much passion. It's, it, don't play Sonic Shuffle, guys. 
Stay no, away. No, don't. I'm not saying it's a good game. I'm saying it has some legs. Also, it was made by fucking <laughs> the same guys who made Mario Party. Sonic Team and Hudson. Yeah. That's incredible. Hudson, but, you know, Sonic Team and also, as I Sonic discovered, team. Sonic, Sonic Team is team. historically Sonic faced team. terrible Sonic budgets team. and deadlines and also never was good at 3D games in the first place. Um, <clears throat> Matt, you've been playing Hitman. I played Hitman for night. I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, Hitman. Oh, my gosh. I feel so weird liking a game now. I I, I don't know. Yeah, it's actually good. What? I, what? God. Well, because the thing is, is that it's, you know, you're paying $15 for a very generous demo, right? Like, yeah. it, it's it's three missions. At two of them are tutorials. Zeros. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and people didn't flip out about that. But it all depends oh, they, on the developer and how much they want to take from the developer. But because Kojima's awesome, they, everyone they loves out. Kojima. No, people uh. definitely flipped out. Do you not remember the flippening? No, I do not remember. I remember some flippening, but I don't remember it being like the the, the forty dollar demo. Oh, <sighs> let's let's cut Phantom Pain up and release it in chunks. Like, there's a lot of argument. Anyways, that the, the, the final game suffered because Ground Zeroes was a separate product. Anyways. Because mm. he intended it for, for it to be free, by the way. It was Konami's decision to make it 40 bucks. Anyways. Oh, wow. I did not know. I didn't yeah, look just, up too I'm much of it. informing wow. you of how much flipping there was over wow. Ground Zeroes. Well, I remember that once I get to it. Holy crap. Well, the, the Hitman, I played a lot of it. I played a lot of it, and it was like you could rush through the game, but man, you will be missing mm-hmm. everything. All right. So you tweeted out a picture of you. Um, getting a guy's getting, disguise, getting done. Get, and getting your makeup done, <laughs> then you can proceed to go to the catwalk and walk. And the, it does the runway. It is just there because the developers were like, "Oh, players are gonna want to do this." <laughs> so Even just though- do it. It's yeah. so good. Oh my god! And it's just considerate, like like the the news reporter in front of the uh, Paris Fashion Week who's sh- is shooting her shot. You can walk in front of the shot, and the camera guy and the reporter will yell at you and call you an asshole. And keep yelling at you and calling you an asshole unless you walk away, at which point they, like, try again, unless you come back and they go through a different yelling routine. And and they it's like, there's but, so many little touches to it. So, like, they didn't have to do that. No. But they, they did, did that. Dude, 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 there's a, there's a point where I mentioned in my video where I take, I, I strangle a cop, right? Put mm-hmm. him inside of a closet, right? And then I Just walk a normal day in. for Matt. Yeah, yeah, just another day for me, you know, getting getting back for what they've done. Um, and uh, and I walk. All right, so there's two. That's cops. a joke, ladies and gentlemen. That's a joke. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Um, you you didn't have to. You didn't have to. You know. You know. Submit you know what? that. It's the fucking internet. I have to. <laughs> you might if be you... facing a ten million dollar <laughs> right. Right, we'll lawsuit. get to that. All right, um, get on with sh- get so on with shit, man. There's two cops guarding the entrance to the yacht. Once you walk by them in the disguise that you got from the cop, he says, oh, have you seen Ramon? Uh, he's probably in the closet somewhere. Like, it's oh. just like, it's, it, they break the fourth wall. Like, it knows it's a game. And I just came from, like, Metal Gear Solid. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm up on this, oh, it knows it's a game. Like, it, <laughs> it, it, the mechanics are sometimes dumb. Like, the, the MP, there's this NPC on that same uh, boat where... 
he he doesn't drink and he goes through this monologue that he doesn't drink his wife wants him only to drink juice uh before a certain time and stuff like that and he it, there's a way to take his disguise and be him and talk to the guy you're trying to kill by drugging him with a drink a random drink that's to sit to sit there so he walks up to the drink and drinks it and then orders juice and goes through the same like um, dialogue of him saying he can't drink why you just poison him with with wine it, it's just it's ridiculous it's it's ridiculous but it it's a good game so much detail yes uh, we're talking about the npcs that you walk by and stuff like that but the it's still like you can still hear the same conversations with the npcs that are like inside the building um that are like kind of important for you to hear about the story and uh, you know, the background about, diff- you know, different people for those they keep. But everyone else seems to have like this own dialogue thing going on when you pass by them. It, it, it keeps you going when you're you keep replaying these missions because you're supposed to replay these missions. You're supposed to like want to find all these little ways you can kill people. That sounds bad, but <laughs> it, it's 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 a great game. And I had. I had fifteen dollars enjoyment out of it, but I feel weird about it because people are like, "It's a demo and stuff." I like, well, I kind of like it. what I'm supposed to say. I don't like it because I'm a reviewer. Like, I'm just I just make videos about jokes and yeah. stuff. Like, I don't I, I take me um, that seriously. You're kind an of adult. a shame. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of a shame what's happening to this game in in terms of ratings and publicity because it's tied to a lot of bullshit. Like this could have been like the one case where a fifteen dollar episodic like expanded demo game actually worked because the game content in there is good. Like, and, and that's surprising too because they're coming off of Hitman Absolution, which was panned, and this one shows like a much greater understanding of why people love the old Hitman levels. It's all about replaying them over and over and over again, and like even competing for scores and points. Like we, I, me and my friends, when I played it that night, turned into a party game where everyone ran through the level and competed for points over their score. It turned out to not really work that way because just getting through the level once is a really big, long, hard ordeal. But we still had a lot of fun with it regardless. But okay, the thing is, is that it's... um. Tied to this always online or borderline always online system where if the servers have a hiccup, it instantly restarts your hour long trek through the level all over again. And also, I, it I does think have more a- importantly, it, it messes up with your saves. Yeah, it has an offline mode, but the saves are incompatible or it doesn't save all of the information, mm-hmm. uh, all of the information and the scoring and the unlockables you've gotten if uh, if, if you mess around with that o- offline mode. When it is, by and large, a single-player experience, they just seem to kind of have forced a lot of leaderboards and, and like, level editor sharing features on this game that it could have easily done without, I think. And Slash Or didn't always need to be connected to their servers at all times anyway. And their servers, apparently, which have not been handling the launch very well at all, which is still because it's a single player game. You're playing as one guy yeah. breaking into a lavish occasion and acting like you belong there, which I love. Like, like uh, it's super duper. It's aware it's a video game, but it's also like super duper aware of what like a cheesy Bond ripoff it is. And, and they, you know, there's an NPC dialogue that actually mentions that. He's like, I did okay, not know Mr. until Bond. I saw your video, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, they know so hard." But it begins with you like sneaking into this ridiculous <clears throat> Bond villain layer. 
And then you go infiltrate Paris Fashion Week, where a supermodel turned super villain is having a secret auction of of selling. She's having a secret auction in which she sells secrets to a secret league of evil multi-billionaire Bond villains in the back room of Paris Fashion Week shows. Uh, and it's like it's so so, so very bondy and they know and the whole while i was like you know what this is actually what a james bond game should feel like where you you sneak into the outside of this lavish occasion snap two guards necks put on a disguise crash through a skylight and then you're all of a sudden in this crowded room full of beautiful people who have no clue in the world what's going on and you're just like oh god oh man just act natural <laughs> yeah and then the james yeah. bond games you never really get a chance to do that you're always kind of shooting your way through tunnels yeah and, it's, uh, it's not a shooter and it, the, the, uh, the social dynamics of cheesy cinematic espionage uh, is something that the games have ignored entirely with it hitman's just been like nailing so well all along and in this one they like they know and they play it up it's great it, hmm. you you also like for people who have played the old, old hitman games because i played the old hitman games some of it and i was just like oh this is too hard for me like i was a kid so i was just like uh you there's actually a way to turn on well it, it's automatically on where you're kind of guided uh in a certain way it mm. won't give you everything i turned that stuff off though yeah and you could blast, turn that so, off yeah, exactly it's, it's actually kind of like uh accessible in a tolerable way because you can turn off this this x-ray eagle vision thing and also the the opportunities that give you pop-ups every time they want to yeah. nudge you towards a creative way to hit the man yeah, they, 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 and there's a lot more. That, the opportunities don't show you everything. You have to look for some different situations. Yeah. Um, and like, for instance, the fireworks. Like, that's the way you do the sniper mission. <laughs> you know when? Like, you don't. You can't do that unless you just. You just. You kind of have to learn where to go. It doesn't tell you where to go. What I liked about the old Hitman games was playing the levels over and over again and feeling them out. And this new one is like custom built for that. There are aids that help that, but you can turn them off and play it pretty much just like you would have played Blood Money Two, which yeah. is what people have been wanting all along. And this unfortunately, is it. it's tied to this like always online kind of sort of drm not really system that uh that is it's just kind of screwing the pooch on a great opportunity they have to earn back the public's goodwill yeah i hate when there's a good game and then there's problems kind of like uh ramble six vegas i mean not ramble six vegas siege like mm-hmm. you were talking about with which, which is a shame like we're seeing yeah. uh, with we're, we're seeing kind of a return to quality in places you wouldn't expect it to like i wasn't expecting siege to be good i wasn't expecting hitman to be good and they turned out to be good games, but tied to bullshit systems. Yeah. It, it's sad. It's like, I like guys, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And I just hope that the rest of the game is as good as Paris because Paris is just mm, yeah. phenomenal. Like it's I've up been a real wanting good, this for so long. Like, I thought Assassin's Creed was this was this. You know, like a lot of stealth games that I've played, I wanted this and I finally have it. You like, should go I back and play there. the old Hitman games. They're kind of amazing. I, all of them? I heard people do No, no, two contracts and blood money is the line you want to go in. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do blood money. I'm going to do blood money because people keep saying do mm-hmm. play blood money. It, yeah, it's yeah, like the same thing the, just harder. <laughs> the, the, I'm like, okay, peak. that's fine. I'm okay like as long as is 
as satisfying as this game is, you know. And plus, I heard Blood Money is just like when I saw a couple clips, like the clip I had in the review, I was like, okay, yeah, this is up my alley. <laughs> I think I need to play this game. Oh my gosh, with the gangsters and everything. What's up, Cracker? Oh my gosh, I gotta play it. I have to play it. Yeah, so that's that's probably my next little off game I'm gonna play. It's it's it once has moments that are like, hello, how do you do, fellow kids? And at the same time, has other moments of like really understated subtle deadpan humor that are actually legitimately funny it's, I, it, it's a good time sorry jimmy we just totally like uh put you on the side you wow know? guys really been talking about hitman for a long time i think we should move on yeah, and cut yeah, you yeah. guys off and not let you finish your, your thoughts <laughs> oh uh, about sonic shuffle how were your thoughts about sonic shuffle not no, finished no. No. Do you want to like an idiotic? I was going in the deep, middle dude. of talking and you were like, well, I think we're done here. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, then. now you know how I guess it I'm feels. Matt this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, you want to talk about Sonic, though? That, I, I could talk some Sonic. No, no. I'm gonna, I'm, are you, you know, sure? Because this you week. No, dude, it's all right. Hang on. I'm getting, oh no, I'm getting robbed right now and I need to go make a video about working at GameStop because I'm the Matt this week. Oh snap! Wow, nice, nice. I played the two D Sonic games. Oh, uh, how, yeah. how how were they? Uh, uh, they actually no, like the, yeah, they're pretty. Some shit. of them are okay. <laughs> two and CD were great, kind of. I don't Wait, know, did you like play he, them all or just the first level? I played. Uh, I followed up after playing the first levels last week. I there are a few of them that I wanted to go through, and no, I'm like, honestly, like two. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say I'm more. I'm more interested in seeing you play the rest of Sonic Heroes because I want to hear oh, your yeah, thoughts yeah. on that. I, I am actually really looking forward to seeing if and how much worse it gets. Um, but no, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the level design at least might be kind of getting a bad rap. Like, it's sort of responsible for this very vertical cookie cutter modular level design that you saw in a lot of B-rate 16-bit games. But they actually funnel you around in ways that are fun the, the later levels in sonic one were were hot garbage but sonic 2 was a good ride all the way through sonic cd was was it had one bad level but the rest of them were a good ride all the way really cool bosses in sonic 2 by the way one of them is a race you you literally win the boss fight by racing settlement metal sonic through through the city skylines in the background <laughs> and it's it's a fun little moment but um I, I I don't know. Like even Sonic Three actually seems to be hitting the right notes. How it uh like forces you into rooms with with mini game portals that that make you look out for them for the rest of the level and the 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 way you get them kind of sort of makes sense. I don't know. Like yeah, it'd be really cool if looking out for them in the rest of the level made any sense. If the level looked any different from the rest of the level at all. Okay, okay. I'm noticing <laughs> moments where they do like I'm sorry to viewers at home. I really don't like that game, but I'm sure it's fine and fun to play for people who like it. I noticed this happening me. in Sonic 3 and Sonic 2, and that is that over the course of the longest levels, they will just copy paste the same yes. challenges later in the level that were in or earlier in the level, which causes you to get disoriented, which is a really bad problem to have in a Sonic game. Because you have a very weird conflict between trying to go fast and trying to go slow. Also, the main conflict of the game is is not going fast at all. Like, you actually... The rings do matter. You want to hold on to rings and get one-ups. And then 
it, it, it's a system that makes sense. 50,000 points on your score is a one-up. 100 rings is a one-up. 50 rings at the end of a level is a bonus stage. But I didn't even know that part. Yeah, no, there's, like there's systems 75% to it. of that game, I didn't even know that. I don't um, think they do that in Sonic 3. Sonic 3 really changes oh, the bonus stages where it's 50 rings something. at a checkpoint that gets you a bonus stage. I think. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's 100 rings at a checkpoint. Rings at che- there you go. That's, that's why rings matter. But anyways... Yeah, but they're a little frustrating ahead. sometimes, but it seems like with with some some foresight, they could have maybe pulled the camera a little bit forward. And <laughs> that that is absolutely necessary. I think I would honestly have like maybe 50 percent of a better time if the camera was pulled out pulled pull the I, camera a little forward maybe deleted a few a few bumpers and boosters maybe uh maybe maybe not have uh off-screen spikes that are just waiting for you to run into them on a clearly like set up for you to run area well, that's, maybe that that they they don't do that in sonic 2 well they do it in sonic 3 and, and the best sonic one according one. to everybody no i think sonic 2 i think was was the, the best one sonic, so- 2 is sonic cd glitched one. out on me you want to know uh, on this topic because I just finished watching this recently. Um, so there's a dude. I think he writes for Digino Gaming or does he does writes or edits for Digino Gaming? I don't remember which. Okay. Uh, have you heard of this guy named Shame? Uh yes, he's been tweeting at me since I made my Sonic video. Yeah, S H A Y M A Y. I definitely know him because he has those like hour and a half long yes. retrospectives that I watch, think I need okay. to watch now. Watch the first one at the very least. That's the one I watched because the the second one is about like story and stuff and it's two hours long. And I'm not sure if I care about Sonic's world that much to like watch a two hour long video on the story. But the first one is all about (laughs) game mechanics and level design and it spans the whole series. Wow. And while he's very kind to the 2D ones, which I don't agree with for the most part, uh, I do like a lot of the points that he makes regardless of of how kind he's being. <laughs> I think they're but okay. He, well, he makes Not a lot of great, good points that like okay. opened up some things like for me to think about that. I was like, Oh, you know what? You're right. In that sense, like in the sense of like uh, making the games about exploration and everything and blah, blah, blah. The, the real qualms I have is that like some of your, your, the best feeling moments are when you're going fast and when you're doing stuff. So when people say Sonic's not about speed, well, it's like they make all the good feeling parts speed. Mm-hmm. So, so it naturally feels like it's about speed, whether you think it is or not. So when you're going fast and you just get fucking blindsided, like that's like my experience of in the entirety of Sonic 3 was moving forward and getting blindsided. Yeah, and then is... it's like, no, we got to do it slowly. And it's like, doesn't feel good to go slow because his frictiony ass feet feel stupid <laughs> until you're rolling in a ball. Like that's like the whole game. But and this is Jamie's video is, is worth a watch. Is what, I is kind the of point I was making like the denser, slower levels better. But also Sonic 2 seems to be like the one where they realized all of these complaints and just made long tracks with with quick reflex. Like, I think I pointed it out in my video, actually. And in the first level, the um, blindsided, sudden, quick reaction obstacles don't stop you in your track so much as they just make you change lanes to the slower lane. Which, right, which, which I would be more fine kind with. of brilliant, but... It's also the 2D Sonic game with Sonic in the dead center of the camera when he really well, shouldn't like, be. That yeah, that if you're moving in a, a direction really fast, it should pan the camera forward a bit or pull it out a little bit, you know. But <laughs> um, the like, there's stuff that I remember, like specifically Hydro City Zone in 
in Sonic 3, there's one loop where you go through the loop and there's a spike right after the loop. And it's not facing you. You don't get hurt by it, but you just stop every time. I went to that level six or seven times and I forgot about it because the whole level looks the same. So I go through the fucking loop and I stop every yeah. fucking time. And it's like, like, why? Like, if it was pulled out the camera a little bit, I could see it and That's, jump it. Uh, and that would be cool. And I would feel like I did something. There's, there's but... barbs in Act 3 of Sonic 1 for me. And, you know, the later levels in Sonic 1 are like parodies of, of the first zone. You mean the you mean like the little like poles with the spiral spikes on them that spin? Yeah, those, are you talking about those? Those, those yeah, are mean. Yeah. Act one and two of Green Hill Zone and Sonic One, I think, are great levels. But then mm. Act three happens and has those barbs. But okay, you go from from Green Hill Zone to a place called called Marble Something Zone, and the the level literally begins with a block puzzle with with puzzle mm-hmm. in quotes, and it's like the exact antithesis of what they were building up. The whole rest of the game just seemed like them cranking it out underneath the deadline after after spending all of their time and budget making the first level which was this nice smooth track of curves the rest of them look like blocks which when you read the design documents was something they wanted to avoid for all sonic games they didn't want it to look like a blocky grid-based picture like in most 16-bit games they wanted loop-de-loops and and curvatures and then they they kind of stop like all of their efforts and have block puzzles and these like <laughs> underwater time attack sections and oh God, like, fuck like much more traditional platforming the the second zone of sonic one actually plays like a bowser castle than a sonic level you, yeah. you dodge like slow moving fireballs going from top to bottom of the screen while riding on a little platform scrolling oh, left yeah. to right in a lava pit like it's that's, a bowser castle <laughs> that's the footage that i see when everybody says so, this is sonic 2 right sonic 1 Oh, Sonic Sonic 2 is a good one. When everybody says, like, there was bad platforming parts, that's always the footage that I see is that fucking, like, riding the the little thing over the lava and dodging fireballs. Sonic Sonic 2 also had an amazing ending. Like, like, up to Super Metroid levels of managing to be a, like, cinematic sequence on a 16-bit console. You you I don't know about that. Have you played through it all? no but i don't know about okay, fucking okay, no, listen, super metroid levels listen, listen, let me describe you know how metroid ends with you like crashing oh, out of an exploding right. oh never mind sonic 2 went, i will spoil sonic 2 you can't stop me get this all right you ready oh no no george don't do it it's, i'm gonna play it oh you are gonna play it no i'm oh. being kidding of course i'm not gonna I like fucking george play it get sarcasm I okay okay it. no you, you, you finish like one zone regular ordinary sonic you think you get used to it and then all of a sudden whoa vehicle section you're like balancing on top of tails's biplane as you race up to the egg carrier and jump and dodge missiles and obstacles and stuff and jump from the biplane to that that's a whole level and then you have another level where you're on top of of the egg carrier like swooping through midair on top of this giant airship and then a boss fight where the egg carrier is launching into orbit as you fight multiple giant fighting robots trying to stop you and then you have a a final sequence where the whole egg carrier blows up in outer space and you have to like orbit back down to earth on tails's biplane screen fades to black as you see sonic fall and burn up in the atmosphere a black and white picture of tails looking sad fades into another black and white picture of him looking up to the sky and seeing a star that slowly turns into sonic careening back down to earth to save his animal friend it's actually it was it was um exciting all right wow a a lot of sonic talk 
Shut up. Oh my goodness. Judgment. This this judgment's hard. No, Sonic (laughs) 2 was was a good time. You should give it a try. The division thing. The division. I, I, I'm interested to hear <laughs> what right. you think of this because I look at the division, I see another destiny, and I feel like console people don't really know what an MMO is. So once they got their hands on something that resembles the genre, they went nuts and like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like back in the wild days. Like I, I feel legitimately bad about the division because I got a code for it unsolicited. I did not request it. I know it's not my jam. I don't like MMOs. I don't like grindy games. And I know you do. And so I feel kind of bad about like redeeming that code and at least giving it a try because I confirmed after a couple hours it was not my jam, (laughs) just as I expected. I I would definitely see what I could do with that. Yeah, it seems like way more of Matt's jam. I'm not a good person to talk about it, but I mean, I'm really surprised that this... Sorry, this is Ubisoft's number one selling franchise. Like, I loaded it up and I was just like, oh god, what am I even looking at? The HUD was so complicated. Every button on the keyboard did some weird thing. That that shocked me when I saw news reports that fucking The Division was the highest selling day one Ubisoft title yeah. ever. Yeah. That yeah. blew me away. Like, it, it, not Assassin's Creed 2 or like... Watchdogs or anything like it Watchdogs was, I was absolutely the one, shocked, and then it was the division. <laughs> but like that's it's crazy because I haven't felt any of the hype factor from this game. Like they I didn't, I wasn't interested for in, it. Yeah, I wasn't interested in Watchdogs, but I still like every E3. There was like, oh fuck, it's the Watchdogs trailer. Twitter goes crazy. The division. I felt like everybody's general consensus was like, oh yeah. Trailers were dumb. They did that like voice acty thing to pretend it was online game. Mm-hmm. Looks like another gray shooter. Like whatever. That's like all that I heard people saying. And then it's the top selling thing forever. Of ever. See, see, the thing is, there's not many co-op games on the consoles right now. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see the audience are is hungry for that MMO stuff because they got Destiny. And believe me, I've spent hours playing Destiny. Hours. Okay. <laughs> Speaking All of right, Destiny, the division, the division the division has a little male robot it, voice who gives you instructions anyways. It, it, it's it's the it's the same it, it's an MMO. That's what it, it is. It, is it keeps you playing. That's what it is. I saw the division it's a grinding game. I knew I wasn't going to be into it. Like I I just knew I just knew what I was going to say and I was going to piss off a lot of people. Okay? But I think it's because they're the console guys want this. I don't know if the PC guys want this because there's a lot of MMOs you can try. You got Black yeah. Desert out there. You got uh, Blade and Soul. Many of you guys don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's Is fine. Blade and like Soul this, the one with the Oh, no, I, I know about both of those, yeah. yeah Black yeah. Desert looks pretty cool. <laughs> it's like... Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, there's so many options. I think this is for the console people. I think it's because it's not many co op games, which I kind of miss. And speaking of co op games, Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctuary, yeah. It has some local <laughs> co op that I actually want to play because. Oh, shit, really? Local yeah, co op? I've been waiting for it for a very long time. I love my 2D games. So. Oh. You want to so play that shit wanna at E3? Come over? Pretty fucking solid. 
And it's made by a couple. Oh, I love cute developers. <laughs> it's made by a couple <laughs> wife and wife and husband team. I hope it's. Yeah. I hope it sells well. I hope it does good. I hope it's a good game. First of all, obviously. I have played the first twenty minutes of Salt and Sanctuary, Ooh. and I can't wait to get back to it. It begins yes. on a strong note. Uh, Same. I should. I should probably come over and play some local yeah, co-op d- tonight. I, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, this is a TOVG podcast exclusive right here. You're hearing about George and Matt making plans right now. Right wow. now. Right now In the as it breaks. Take a, re- a right on Williamsburg Avenue. You will uh, find <laughs> yeah. me at um, 123 Fake Street. Okay, anyways. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, one, no, two, three, I'm, I'm really street. excited. I've, I've, <laughs> it's so giddy about it being a Dark Souls game too. <laughs> like, like you can just mm. kind of like hear how excited they are to be like, "Yep, yeah, we made one of those." There's um, like, me- oh yeah, I I talked to the dev when I was playing it, and they were just like, they were like very upfront, like, "Yeah, it's pretty much 2D oh, Dark Souls, they, but they like know. we put a lot of love into it." They and like know. I played it, and I was like, "Yeah." Yes, it is. Well, on, but on yes, your character you have. select screen, one of your classes you can pick is just called Hunter, and all uh-huh. of a sudden your guy is like wearing Bloodborne cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> That's and great. There, I think there's a message system. Your character finds messages in bottles that other players, I that I think other players create from a template. I don't know for sure because I walked up to one message in a bottle and it said Blood Moon, just like in Bloodborne, and then I walked up to another message in a bottle and it said something like Worship doo-doo <laughs> and i was like oh the developers probably didn't write that <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like doo-doo do space do <laughs> and i was uh, like oh i see what's going on here they made a dark souls clone uh, and it actually like feels kind of solid there's there's a nice sense of style to it it has kind of like an emo heavy metal thing going on the first boss is called the unfathomable depths and it's just <laughs> he's, he's a dude with a fucking huge sword right no he's the cthulhu monster on the ship Oh, and, and he's, I think I think what you played is different from what I played. The uh, the first boss, I think you're also scripted to die at this guy, but it's called the unfathomable depths. It's great. And it the a lot um, of demos, so you probably pay one of the demos. One, one of the first levels that I got to was called the putrid banquet. I think that actually mm-hmm. might not have been it. It might have been a word more metal than putrid and banquet, <laughs> but it was like along those lines and <laughs> a word more metal than banquet. They, it's just like clear. They're having a lot of fun with it oh and also yeah. fully fleshing it out to where it's also like good. It is like hey. just like the thing it was inspired by, but it's also good by its own merits. Like if it came you out know, alone, everyone would love it anyway. You know what would have been a good thing? If Slashy Souls didn't exist and this existed instead of it in its place. Uh, Slashy Souls is so weird. <laughs> I can't believe I that's wanna, a thing. I don't even want to go down that road. <laughs> okay, anyways. um, Let's see, what do we got here? We're on 42 minutes, goddamn. All right, we have news. <laughs> we have you guys a lot talked of news. about Hitman for fucking no, 12 I had to get hours. some Sonic that went a little bit too long. Excuse me. I'm just I'm just kidding. All right, all right. Don't give a fuck. That's how we do. We'll be back in a minute or two. Yeah. Bars fire. And we're back. Yeah. Let's get Uh, into the news. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Uh, reintro Dracula. And where's George? Oh, there's George. Blood. I want to suck your your blood. Oh, I didn't want to suck the blood, but. 
Oh, we you have, want to say something um, else? Oh, GDC okay. this week. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's a thing I used to go to, but then it became too expensive too. Yeah, it's really fucking like twelve hundred for a weekend ticket or something. I know, which means that uh wow. when Ace Waters went, he Are you serious? He skipped out on the first two days and mm. didn't get to go until the reward show. Anyways, uh but even then, like going on a press pass, I still had to pay for the airplane and the lodging in San Francisco is not a cheap airplane to fly into, nor a cheap city to stay in. Nope. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a lot of news coming in, but we're going to try to go through it fast. And we also got a huge story of the century afterwards. But <clears throat> System Shock 1 remaster. You guys have heard me talk about System Shock and how great it is before. Yes. Right? Yeah, I watched your video. It was good. Yeah, well, they're making a the video. Uh, I don't know about the game. Oh, uh, the game is actually pretty entertaining. They are making a yeah. remaster of it. They call it a remaster. There is footage of it now available, and it's actually more of what I would consider a remake. I wasn't expecting a quote unquote remaster to have entirely remade 3D levels, models, characters. It seems like they're using the same voice acting and the level design is the same, but this is uh, translated over from a 2.5D Doom style sprite shooter that looks absolutely nothing like a uh, like like upscaled, redrawn, 2.5d sprite shooter it looks like an actual fully 3d game now are they mm. keeping the gameplay because you see like the enemies kind of walk slowly towards you is that what they're trying to do maybe it looks like they're also um having a similar interface for keypads like system shock one had a very strange set of controls that you don't see at all that you um moved your mouse to the cursors of the screen to get your first person view to turn left and right you had oh a wide that's weird array of um dodging and leaning commands that i wish more games had actually that that dragging the cursor to the edge of the screen stuff can go die like it did but you could do a lot of partial leans and partial crouches instead of it mm. all just being kind of a boolean because you clicked and dragged your character into the pose which was cool, but I mean, that stuff doesn't really work on modern day control schemes, which seems like they're refitting it out for. But either way, like System Shock is a great game and people don't remember it that well because it's a uh, control scheme was awful when it released. It got modded into good, but it also got overshadowed by its sequel. And I'm really, really happy to see the original get some love again. And it looks like this is shaping up to be a pretty fun time. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to miss the uh, music, though. They had some like rad early 90s MIDI cyberpunk tunes that uh that that don't seem to be fitting the new darker atmosphere that the games were always built for but the first one had good music nonetheless even as you were like creeping through these bloody abandoned space hallways mm. to, to like synth nine inch nails in the background that you could dance to um anyways real v real gdc news the 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 showstopper of the week the big headline stealer is that playstation has apparently figured out how to make vr cheaper than the competitors they're going to be launching it at $400, and it's yeah. not even going to be a loss leader. But, okay, what was, yeah, I get, I, what, opinion, what, opinion. what? I heard a, yeah, I heard a reluctant uh, extended vocal well, I fry, knew, yeah. I just, I, I just, I just knew <laughs> that they were going to make a cheaper version for the people who want it. I mean, like, first, like, it has to be low enough to, to even work on a PlayStation 4. Like, mm -hmm. PlayStation 4 is, like, can't compare to, like, a $1,000 system, which is usually what you want to run a Vive and an Oculus Rift on. 
And well, that's it, that was the thing that made me think it was going to be more expensive because I thought they were going to have to pack more, yeah, more, more graphics power oh, really? into the I, thing itself. Yeah, I thought, like, like an N64 just... expansion pack inside of the headset. <laughs> when we had the original conversation, I was like, Vive is going to be most expensive, uh, Rift is going to be in the middle, and PlayStation VR is going to be the, the lowest because it actually, yeah. if you have an expensive PlayStation VR, like it's it's common sense that. It has to be cheap for the console guys. I mean, there's a reason why they're getting consoles, right? Like, it has to be cheaper yeah, for, for in that line. I, it's, it's for a people to afford it. Cost. Maybe not long term, but upfront. And <clears throat> it, oh, just to give some some specs, uh, it has a lower resolution. Um, it's down to like not by much, just um, a little, a few points lower. And it has uh, instead of 90 hertz. It has actually 120 hertz on the PlayStation VR, but they did come out and say that it is a lowered powered um, Oculus Rift. It's not. It's not going to have the same, like I guess, fidelity as the Oculus Rift yeah. or the Vive is going to have. But so they, they still, are working towards that audience. They're also of, still aiming for the 60 FPS minimum. Um, what do you mean for the games? Uh, yeah, there was another news story that came out today that I did not have time to put on the block, the the block, the docket because it uh, launched like an hour ago or so. But mm. they're having a certification standard. They want their original launch lineup of games to be running at 60 FPS on this headset, which is going to mean that they're probably going to look like ass, yeah, but still are. be like a good solid proof of concept to mainstream consumers at a much lower cost than the competitors. That VR is cool, maybe? I don't know. I know Jimmy yeah. doesn't think so, though. It's going to be a good enough what, experience. That, that VR is a good thing. That, that would be cool. I just don't care. I, I Like, I've played cool VR things. I just don't really care about it very much. Like, uh, some one thing that I saw, I think I mentioned this last time we talked about VR, was someone was like, uh, people are saying that VR is a luxury, it's too expensive, it's never going to catch on. And then they like referred back to an article about like cell phones when they first came out, when they first existed. And it was mm-hmm. like the cell phone was like super clunky, really big, like a luxury for people who had a lot of money and didn't work and like wasn't something that everybody needed. But now obviously smartphones are like yeah. you know, um, almost necessary in modern life in like and- a first world country. And so... Maybe I'll just wait for the VR to be the smartphone of of its age and get it then. But for now, I don't really see myself. The, the analogy that I've always f- held back on is because I was really excited to live to see this happen is is 3D games becoming a thing like the um the Atari Jaguar and then mm-hmm. the Philips CDI. And those those were stupidly expensive consoles that mm-hmm. not a lot of people bought. The games weren't great. Like stuff that pushed early 3D and, and CD based technology was was an inevitable push forwards, but also had really expensive, rocky, awkward launches before people figured out how to make the that concept of a game good and also get that hardware at a cheap level, which I think is actually really the the importance of this story i think the real mm-hmm. story that, that we should be excited about here is that it's not going to be sold at a loss like this is a console manufacturer they could do as console manufacturers do and sell their hardware at a loss make up for it by uh partnership deals and inflating the cost of software with with partners and they uh, are apparently not doing that 
there's um quotes from from Sony reps saying Obviously, we need to make money on this unit, but we're in the consumer electronics business for a long time, so our ability to source great, high-quality parts is a big part of it. Every device we've sold since PS4 has been in the black. Oh, this is Adam Boys. So yeah, Adam Boys is is the Boys. one telling everyone that they're selling it not at a loss, which means that however expensive it is to assemble a PSVR is less than $400, which uh, means that they, like, maybe they figured out the the unobtainium secret formula to how to make this high-tech fancy shit cheap and the other competitors need to like step up their r&d to match them or or send over some some corporate espionage to to steal their company secrets i i totally doubt that but okay yeah, I, know, maybe, but. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, i'm pretty sure hopefully i would hope because hopefully this this helps vr and not hurt Ooh. it for the yeah, people yeah because I, I I hope that it's a good enough experience to get by like, oh, wow, I can see why people like this instead of, oh, wow, this is a $400 piece of plastic and mm-hmm. I'd rather just play games uh, regularly. Yeah. I, I, God damn, I hate to like go back another topic, but I do want to say like further solidifying my thing about them selling it as, as a profit rather than a loss is that the $600 Oculus Rift is actually being sold at a loss. And mm-hmm. uh, Oculus is hoping to recoup that loss from, from partnership sales with the quote-unquote Oculus exclusive game sold on the quote-unquote Oculus store. So, yeah, no, I think, I think they actually figured out some kind of breakthrough behind the scenes that was able to make this thing cheaper. Whether or not that is like some, some new engineering methodology or just them having really good cheap connections with part manufacturers because they're sony like they they work something out here that that the other competitors have not figured out in order to reach this price point yeah so so that's mm. exciting i guess kind of until you end up watching the like trailer reel of the <laughs> launch games and you <laughs> i think i i tweeted a new era of sega cd-esque fmv shooting galleries has begun because that's mm. what a lot of these look like um i i want to mention uh for people just just to educate them just a little bit uh oculus <laughs> rift is going to be launching with 30 games and they're looking to bring about like uh, about a hundred more later on this year. Nice. And I so, guess. like, there is some software there, and also yeah. on Steam. Like on Steam, you can actually, um, how do you how you could search if for Vive and Oculus Rift able games as well. Like it's it's fully being implemented into the world right now. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I know that the first thing I'm going to be doing is not buying or trying VR ready games. I'm going to be trying to load up like Half Life Two and Mirror's Edge, and actually <laughs> replay old games with with the headset. Like that, the thing that got me the most excited about VR is that demo video of that guy using a rigged Oculus and Hydra controller to play Half Life Two with actual motion tracked aiming mechanics and stuff. It was a traditional first person shooter, but with a drastically different control scheme that still looked like it could work and be fun. And that's what I want. And a lot of these games that they've been showing off, very few of them really reach that level of interactivity. Most of them have you sitting in one place, kind of playing as a turret shooter. Mm. They, they have fun style. Did you guys see this trailer? I posted on the docket for a game called Dead and Buried. No. Uh, no, but I'll open it right it's, now. And it's have a, a steampunk western themed shooter where multiple players uh, 
kind of hide behind cover and, and shoot out of each cover, shoot out of cover at each other with motion controlled guns. But the thing is, you can't move in these things. You, oh. you are a turret. Yeah. And unless they just like let the player move a stick to move, I don't really think that uh, not having your legs be tracked so much as your arms is is as big a requirement as developers might insist on it is because seeing that footage of someone just playing Half-Life 2, like the actual real Half-Life 2 as it was in 2004, but with this wildly different control scheme, was a lot more exciting than seeing stuff that has like fully developed styles and, and much more advanced graphics, but also limits your ability to explore these VR worlds in the first place to such a degree that you're a turret. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. I mean, the, the, you're right. This does look very cool. I love the stylistic mm -hmm. choices, like the art and everything is cool. And like the way like the, the he spun the, the chamber on his revolver and then like whipped it sideways to snap yeah, the chamber. Yeah, you in. like snap the like, controller to, to cock your, like your revolver. That's cool stuff. I would, but like, I mean, as you said, if this is like a turret thing, yeah, I, I would like it to be where you can like move around. And, and, stuff. and I guess that's my primary complaint right now is that even the most well-developed or fully developed games on, on these lineups that we're seeing still look kind of lame. This kind of is like a like, like mini games. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, mini game or I don't tech like demo. Like I can't see myself playing this extensively like it seems like a fun it, 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 one it's a done. fun one-time thing it, it, that's yeah. kind of why i went with the oculus rift because i know i am not going to be the guy to set up cameras around my room <laughs> and well like i know i want to sit my behind down put on my put on my headset and play like elite dangerous or or mm. try to replay some other things hopefully it feels right the tests the demos i've been through it feels nice but it's probably the best experience is the ones where your character is stationary. Um, you know, is that the best though? Like that's no, what bothers not, no, me. No, no, no. It's not the best, but like it makes those experiences great. Like the, the being inside of a ship, not, not, I'm not talking about the mini games you're talking about. I'm talking about things like um, elite dangerous. It's going to make those experiences the best because you're fully immersed being inside of your, in your seat now, when you're mm -hmm. walking around, it's still good. Yeah, it's yeah. still good. You're, you're in a cockpit, so really yeah. all they need to do is render mm -hmm. the cockpit, and they're right. good. And you'll be you able know, to see around and see ships fly around you. You'll be able to aim your stick better. Like it's it's a just a better experience when you have head tracking in those games. But yes, it is going to add to experience of walking around and doing all that stuff. I don't mind using controller. When I've tried it, it yeah. feels okay to me. That's what um, I. That's oh yeah, what I, don't I want mind, to see. I don't mind a controller at all. Yeah, I don't want to um, get up. I'm sorry. I've I'm heard lazy. that it's disorienting. I'm but not a I don't Vive know guy. Till I try. Yeah, I I heard it's amazing <laughs> using the Vive to, to walk around and stuff like that. You don't have to use uh, the Vive like that's that. That's the one that I've played. But, that's the one that I played, and it is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, but I mean, like, if you have you know a twelve by twelve space to rope off in your yeah, I don't want to clean house. up my room every time I want to use. No, it's a it's a good party trick for when you hey come over my house and play this thing. Oh, hmm. you're inside this world. <laughs> no, I want yeah. to sit my behind down and relax and enjoy and just get immersed. I, I watched through the little like lineup uh, reels of of a lot of these launch titles, and it just seems a little kind of disappointing that the games made for VR seem like they have less of a level of of interactivity and and long lasting adventure than old games hacked for VR. Which is, well, oh, I can't wait for Mirror's Edge. Anyways. Yeah, that's the oh, thing is, like, we were talking about this, Mirror's and the Edge. thing that I thought that would be probably, this, they would get me to, like, be interested in try out VR. Give me Metroid Prime 1 and 2 in VR. Yeah. 
Um, be because in Metroid Prime 1 and 2, your control scheme is like really wonky for a, a first person shooter because you have to hold a trigger down to activate your your like look around to like do like a lock on aim thing so you can look around instead of just like strafing. It would be disappointing um, though to have, all of a sudden have all your neck movements not register. That's what I'm saying. Your neck movements register everything. Well, you make your look around as you're aiming. So like, oh. not like not like Metroid Prime Three where like you aim the Wemo and it like moves around the screen. I'm talking your aiming is locked center of the screen like the original two. But instead of having to pull a trigger and move your thing around to move your head, you have your strafing controls all the time, and then you can look around and that will help you like pinpoint aim and like uh, aim at stuff like on bosses. Like oh, this spot opens up and you whip your head around and you're already aiming there and you start shooting like. I think something like that would be an additive thing to the experience instead of something that's just kind of like, oh, you get to look around. Like, you get to look around that affects yeah. the game, I, which would be cool. These mini games, they're, they're, they're like that. They're like when a, a game, uh, like when the Wii first launched and you have those little party games and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I think, I think people don't really, the, the developers don't really know what the people want right now please don't yeah. be a wee please don't be a wee please don't yeah be a wee. yeah like i feel like they're they're just <laughs> trying to design it to you know like oh look you're this is vr so you know case in point have you guys seen footage of the games uh, i think they're oculus exclusive launch titles lucky's tale and chronos no they're the prime example of of what i'm talking about they they are third the person platformer. action adventures yeah, Lucky's Tale is like a yeah. E-rated mascot platformer. Chronos is a Zelda-style game. The only I, I think the primary difference that we're talking about here is that it's from a Resident Evil-style fixed controller uh, controlled camera. But that's the thing. You just kind of move the camera with your neck. And other than that, it looks like the games play the same as, as a regular controller-based video game would play. But you move the camera with your neck, and that's that's like not enough. And it kind of makes me sad to see these fully developed fun looking games be exclusive to vr when the vr feature that is exclusive is uh kind of a a, a yeah. window dressing a, a yeah unnecessary uh this is the equivalent of a, a jewelry a, <laughs> a like vanity a feature a 3d like a have it, getting a 3d tv you know with head tracking basically is what 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 this kind of looks like. I don't care about seeing a platformer in 3D like it unless there's some type of features to go with it. But I don't doubt that they could do it. Like just start making regular first person based video games but have the option to move your head with the headset. And that uh, uh, yeah. That seems like a good yeah. time to me rather than a kind of gimpy turret shooting game where you move yeah, the head I with mean, the headset and it's, it, the arms with the gun. Yeah, no, the head and the arms. Just just have me aim the gun by pointing the controller up to my face and let me move my heads in a regular first-person shooter. As long as I can still move my feet with a stick, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, a stealth game might actually be really cool for VR. Yeah, like, like, yeah, peeking, but I mean just like, like, you have the, have sounds relative to where you're looking so like if you look to the right your left ear would be facing mm -hmm. you know for like forward i guess and so you could hear sounds a little bit better make a game kind of based around that so you can like you stop and you have to like tilt your head a little bit and listen to see if like you hear footsteps coming from a certain direction stuff like that kind of i mean maybe gimmicky but like it like i think people want games that are not just it's a first person game where i get to look around because that makes VR seem like, oh, so I get to look around and that's the gimmick. 
but like start building the mechanics on the fact that you get to do these things that you can't do with a controller. Some some developers are looking into binaural uh, audio, so oh, yeah. you can Soma add did directional. That really well. Yeah, like having like I don't know why more developers don't do that. Like it's so important to like for me. Like I love audio, and I I love when it's yep. done well. You know, I, I mean, that's like half the reason I play Battlefield games, even though they that was of, like one of my favorite parts of The Witness. Yeah, was their sound effects. Right. You know, like the birds. Oh. Yeah, it's. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. But yeah, like having that in the, in the games would would be would be pretty pretty good, pretty good. I just, um, yeah. You gotta move on. Gotta Go move ahead. on. Yeah. Super quick. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft and Sony are in talks to allow cross-platform online play between Xbox Live and PSN. Whoa, which would be good. It would be a pipe dream. It would be like a beautiful, yeah, um, um, unitarian dream of of people of different parties yeah. coming Rocket together League. to play Rocket League. Let's all play video games together. Uh, also, Nintendo and region locking, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, Microsoft uh, initiated <laughs> this um this this movement by enabling developers to support cross network play between Xbox and Windows, which makes sense. They're both uh, Microsoft platforms, and then uh, right. they also presented in this idea the little kind of hint that uh xbox live will be able to play with players on different online multiplayer networks including other console and pc networks Eurogamer followed up interviewed shuhoi yoshida about it who uh gave really really reluctant answers kind of said the uh, that the business and policy side of things might get in the way and that it's ultimately up to developers to implement the technology which is still mm. better than like no these consoles yeah. are separate the industry is separate we don't know you people which which is is like I don't know I mean, if, if it, competitors come together to advance technology that's that's like good right maybe well, I don't know it's it just helps everybody's longevity of their game yeah like Rocket if, League if, and Street Fighter Five have such good features with with it being cross platform between PS and PC and now sorry I, I mean cut, cut if Titanfall off. if Titanfall was cross platform origin to three or to Xbox and three hundred and sixty. It would have lengthened the life cycle yeah, for PC users that, that could have saved because it. that game is pretty much dead because there's no players. Like that's the reason. Xbox One, I I hear that Titanfall is still pretty lively on the, the console platform. So like, if I can hop back onto Titanfall and be guaranteed to play even with some console people, I know like a lot of people would say like, oh, PC controls advantage, whatever, like what have you. I I don't care even if I was the console person. Like being able to play with more people just helps elevate the longevity so it's like a yeah, win-win yeah, yeah. on both ways <laughs> it's fun it's fun yeah unlike mm-hmm. our last story which is like maybe the story of the century i hope we even have time <sighs> to go through with this okay digital homicide is suing jim sterling for 10 million dollars it's totally Oof. legit there are real ass court documents about it on government websites they're filing the suit in arizona you have to register and go through a process to read it but kotaku did a good summary of their claims Uh, holy shit their claims okay so context on this situation digital homicide is a trash unity game developer that um (laughs) has received a lot of negative coverage from from jim sterling because they make trash games and they just don't seem to own up to it like it's hard to tell if it's a uh like like they're like the uve bowl of 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 ubisoft developers like constantly courting controversy chasing after ridiculous headlines which might mean that this is a publicity stunt but it's still uh, presumably expensive 
I wish I knew more about the legal process so I could actually know how much they have to pay and how much he has to pay to go through with this thing. But it's also unprecedented. This well, hasn't happened before. Well, the GoFundMe account is at 75000 right now. <laughs> how many do they have in there right now? Oh, well, they, they the took, last time I checked was 115. So <laughs> they, they, oh, no. Yeah. No, you guys, uh, did you read the whole article? I, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. They, the, you know, they're well, crowdfunding. They're taking down their crowdfunding campaign. Mm, no, they, they first of all, they're that. fucking crowdfunding their legal battle against yeah, Jim Sterling. Yeah, because they're confidence. Yeah, shows how much confidence that they have that they're... Anyway. They have $155. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, it's different. It's a GoFundMe it's, now. Yeah, originally, they're, I think they were going through PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which is well, how players, people were able to sabotage it and just like yeah, donate 25 Yeah, they took down the original crowdfunding because people were were essentially pledging amounts of money that would cause them fees and essentially lose them money in the end. Yeah. Or they were pledging like ludicrous amounts and then doing like chargebacks on it. And so they were like, they claimed harassment, whatever, and they took that down. But like, oh yeah, this- I, I don't know if you watched that. that the, there's a podcast, an hour long podcast. I did. And oh my God. He believes in what he's doing. He, he He's actually arguing with Jim Sterling about what he's doing, about like just getting assets, saying, "Oh, I paid for them," with meaning he could just use them the way he without doing any work. Like he's act, yeah. he believes in it, George. That, yeah, yeah, that that doesn't mean that the game's good. The you can buy your asset, no. sure, but it's generally yeah. expected no. that you do good work with it. Oh, he believe I I couldn't believe it. I, I really like I don't know how he ties his shoes like <laughs> like l- let me give so a little extra context to anybody who doesn't follow Jim Sterling because I, I actually got into Jim Sterling's channel around the time when the digital homicide stuff started yeah. and it wasn't because of that it was just like happenstance but I've seen most of his videos and the that podcast thing and then the the like his like squirty plays or Jim impressions on their games these guys have released i think it, uh, 18 12 games 18. well okay there there's a new one where they put like eight games up like uh, did you see that like last week they put like 18 games on on green light at the same time or something yeah yeah something like that they these guys it, i think it's 18 assets, in total i think yeah they, they did like a bunch of games at once a couple weeks ago but um he did it one he did one <laughs> let's play that was like he switched games the whole time because he's like and here's the next one and here's the next one um the so these guys essentially are developers quote unquote that take unity assets which is fine and they put them into their game that they're making which is fine and then they ship it without changing anything and they don't make a fully fleshed out game yeah and jim sterling is a critic who calls them out on it because their games are fucking terrible because they're not completed games. They're just cobbled together things from other people, which, again, is fine if there's something that you add to it. But they just add making it all in the same thing that you turn on and it doesn't amount to a game now, for the most part. According to their lawsuit, though, he uh, violated their ownership of their copyright by describing their game as the worst game of 2014 contender mm. and an absolute failure while not actually evaluating it in its entirety, unfair and unreasonable use of our copyright material. <laughs> the lawsuit claims nine counts of libel per se, which is a published lie about someone, 
in which the accuser says that someone committed a crime, an immoral act, an inability to perform their profession, or having a loathsome disease like syphilis. And the thing that's always really hard to prove about that in American courts is that in order to be a lie, it has to be a knowing and mal- maleficent intent, which is always where these lawsuits kind of kind of that's why these lawsuits don't happen is because unless there's right. like solid proof that the person knew they were lying, yeah. you are generally protected by the First Amendment. And in most cases, yeah. so that's, that's also why. I don't know, like like the uh, the the shades of gray and and libel lawsuits are both why tabloids exist and also why you don't see major news reports like published Obama's secretly a a gay prostitute from Kenya. That's also a lizard. Yeah. So anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, no, I don't I don't really think that uh, calling the game bad and one of the worst of the year is is grounds for libel because it's probably not a lie. I mean, even, yeah, like even then, you can't prove that it's a lie. He put it on his worst of worst of 2014 list. So as far as he's as far as that's concerned, he was telling the truth because it is the worst as far as he believes because it's his opinion and he's a critic who has opinions. It's his fucking job to do. Another that. thing they claim is that he made false statements about their intentions, which, as far as I know. There isn't a free speech law about that at all. So when Ster quote, when Sterling tweeted about the legal action apparently being taken by the Polish developer, this is a conflict that Digital Homicide had with the Polish developer who they were presumably ripping off. He joked that there was, quote, not enough popcorn on earth. Digital Homicide yeah. writes that this was another false statement about their intentions and that Sterling bringing up these incidents was mean to court controversy to drive views. Even if he was, it's not. Illegal. illegal yeah <laughs> not like literally no way Same you can sue someone over that, that there's not enough popcorn on earth <laughs> oh, i mean technically that might what not criminal. be true mm. but it's also not like something <laughs> that you can sue someone for for 10 million dollars and they don't that's another they want 10 million dollars <laughs> Ten yeah. million dollars. Let, yeah, let's just go back to the part yeah, yeah, where they're yeah. suing him for ten point seven six million dollars. I, I think. I think like it was the feces, the 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 package that he received with feces. That's what put him over the edge. Yeah, that, yeah. It was just the, all one of the crazy yeah. from under. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the developers. That was the, the breaking point. That was the breaking yeah. point. Because um, apparently, one of the developers received a box with actual shit in it. Yeah, just I, 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 Which, I, I want mean, a picture if that's of true, that. Let's let's say that's a shitty thing. To t- uh, <laughs> that's a shitty <laughs> thing to do. Hey, hey. But it also doesn't really seem like this lawsuit makes so much sense if they're like trying to claim that that's a ten million dollar piece of damage that Jim Sterling <laughs> is solely responsible mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they want two point twenty six million in direct product damage, four point three million in emotional, reputational, and financial distress, and five million in punitive damage requests, which adds up to ten point seventy six. Not only do they want ten point seventy six million dollars, they also want a public apology in place of every bit of Sterling's digital homicide criticism. They want apologies in place of every offending article and video for a period of no less than five years and an apology video in the primary YouTube location on Sterling's channel front for a period of no less than five years. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Like, 
So what you're saying is they're they're angry man children. And and, and, and it's glad you said it because, guys, you need to understand that the guy who's filing the suit um, audience is is married with three kids. He's he's a he's a 30, 30 something year old guy doing this. Okay, so you should know better. He's an he's an adult. He should make good games with his time instead of God and like. Oh, all this stuff that like they go into where like they're like suing Jim over over saying or like over claiming that they like went under oh god this is the one that gets me they so he pretty much outed them for releasing games on Greenlight under a different name other than Digital Homicide to which Jim was joking that like or like kind of joking that like that's you know pretty misleading when you have a really shit reputation and you pump out more shit games but you do it under a different name so that people can't like track it back to you and they were like well that's the same as you using the pseudonym jim sterling instead of your real name which is like james stanton or something <laughs> and which is not true because that would imply that that jim sterling released a bunch of shit under james stanton and then switched his name to like oh like this is different things that aren't bad but he never did that He's been Jim Sterling as long as fucking he's been on the internet. Like, the, their claim is just, it's like a logical fallacy oh. to equate those two things. God damn. It makes me so angry that human beings of this much stupidity have the power to incite things like this. Like a $10 million lawsuit. Freedom I, is and free. I, I, I'm being so insensitive, but damn. Wow. I, I'm scared for the kids. Like holy oh, yeah, shit! I mean, oh god, right? you might be right. I'm so scared that they're growing up with a a guy who's who's like that. Like seriously, yeah. yeah. I oh I you know so sometimes kids can grow through things. So hopefully, you know they grow smart. Hopefully the the wife is you know she's she's bright. You know she she thinks her husband is an idiot, and you know she raises <laughs> them up right. Okay, I I am here's, so sad for them. Here's real honest hope for this is that it either never goes to court or gets thrown out immediately or something. Digital homicide wastes no actual money. Nobody crowdfunds them. Jim Sterling doesn't have to waste his money defending himself. He's actually obviously he's gonna by win. Courts for having like, to put up I, with this. I literally just want the digital homicide legacy to go into obscurity and these guys to like just live out the rest of their lives and not stir up drama anymore. It would be the most like, like healthy thing to do for themselves because they're just digging graves for themselves right now. Like you want people to stop harassing you. Don't fucking keep make going. a dumbass lawsuit like this. Like, yeah, let it die. Maybe like, go, like go to, yeah, have like a year of schooling on like how to design a fucking game not just like how to program how to make a game and then come back and release it under a different name with good intentions but this is just being spiteful and attention grabbing and that's like fuck off <sighs> fuck off that's all i have to say it, i like i don't even <sighs> man i i can't even i don't even know if they're even it trying us to all speechless because it's fucking ridiculous it, it, it's it's you know you know what ma what makes it worse worse is that we watch that video and it just shows the stupidity and he doesn't know that what he's arguing makes no sense like he keeps yeah. going and going and going and you're like dude that 
your argument makes no sense. And he, so, he yeah, just he doesn't get it. And and Jim Sterling mm-hmm. can do nothing but laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think it's a uh oh my a stunt? If if you Oh, I don't know. I, I don't even know if, what it is. I don't even know what you, it is. If you guys at home don't know any about this controversy aside from what we're telling you now and you're like thinking we're being a bit harsh uh this rare rare thing for me to say but go to the kotaku article um they have the video in there or you i'm sure you could find it elsewhere uh they have the video linked in the article that is the like hour and 15 minute skype call or phone call or whatever it was between jim sterling and this developer like the the it's two guys but between one of them i think the other guy's off off the phone but like feeding him information the whole time yeah it's just listen to that and make your own judgment because I think it's pretty obvious that the guy is either like the like more in character than Heath Ledger was with the Joker <laughs> as the biggest troll on earth, or is just legitimately an unknowledged person about all the things that he's talking about. Yeah. It's it's like it was like cringy to listen to. It was really hard to finish that that whole yes. call. Yes. And Jim Sterling, he he made it through. I don't know if I could have, but he made it through that whole time. I, he yeah. gave them yeah. time to talk it out. Like, yeah, yo, oh god, that one part where they're like, he like tries to like do this big like got ya thing right. on Jim and like reveal a detail, and Jim's like, no, that's actually no, there's no connection there, and he's like, like dead silence, and then you hear like whispering. And then he's like, Jim's calling like him no, names. I'll let you, he's like, I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys work it out for a second. <laughs> and they're like talking. It's like two minutes, and then like talking. Then he gets back on the phone. It's so fucking, ugh. It's so weird. It's if you so want some weird, cringe, guys. That is the video. <sighs> Suffer yeah. through that video. God. Oh. I, I, it, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's oh. what? Like, what else do we say? Yeah. It's like hard to say anything else. Oh, I just. Uh, yeah, we might as well end it now. And <laughs> just end it, end it all. Uh, this is this is like the future of humanity. The biggest st- uh, slap to the face of of the freedom of the press, and also yeah. an outright mockery of the American justice system and the First Amendment that gives us the privilege to make coverage of shitty video games. God, and and that's we didn't what even we we're we doing didn't even talk it. about. We didn't even talk about everything that Jim has nailed digital homicide on. Like we mentioned a few things mm-hmm. They like they tried to DMCA take down him. They tried to like, oh, God, there's so much. They there's everything so they much. Could. It, 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 so I, I want to uh, say like uh, on their GoFundMe, um, they have one hundred and fifty five dollars. Right. They just started <laughs> this four hours ago. Right. Four people have donated at the beginning of the GoFundMe and no one has even like donated ever since so that that means <laughs> the four, okay the four people that the they four people funded are themselves kids. <laughs> <laughs> to make it look that people oh. give a damn <laughs> i'm uh, sorry i'm sorry i'm i am i am being so insensitive to these guys but man come on seriously yeah well like wow yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> These people exist. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's something. That's, that's the real right. scary part. Yeah, I think exactly. I think we're about good to wrap up mm-hmm. on this. I think people are probably sick of hearing it. And I, at, since we, that was like probably the most negative topic we've ever had to talk about. Yeah, and it just like it consisted of us being like, "Wow, this is fucked up." <laughs> I think I want to let's end the episode a little differently. Uh, what what's some cool good stuff like maybe other YouTubers or other creators or what's some cool stuff you guys want to plug? Just some positivity. Ooh. Send some good vibes out there. Uh, gaming like anybody related? you've been watching lately? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, for the audience. Yeah, yeah, for the audience. Uh, you go, George. Do you have anyone oh, to plug it? Plug it, Jimmy? I'm looking shit. through my stuff real quick. Hey, I'll, 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 I'll reiterate the one I said earlier. Go watch Shaymay's video, his first video on uh, his, his Sonic Spitball, I think is the series name. Uh, it's like an hour and a half long, but if you put it on the background, watch it over a couple sittings, it's very interesting. I think he's got a lot of good points and the video is well produced. That's, that's my plug. It's fun. Good time. Has a lot of positive things to say and good feedback and criticism of Sonic. Oh, okay. I got one. Um, I watch these guys all the time. Um, excellent adventures with Gutex and Mike. They play. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love, I would love to meet these guys. Um, I've been watching them for a while. Um, they, it just sit a couple bros sitting down on the couch playing online, being online warriors on Street Fighter. And it's hilarity. There's saltiness, there's jokes, there's everything. It's it's super chill. I it's it's one of those things I have to watch every Sunday. So yeah, I'll plug that. Oh, That's God. super good feel. Nice. I nice. I I don't have anything. George, do you do anything positive? No. Uh I'm you, really looking forward fun? to playing Salt and Sanctuary again. And he doesn't care about any YouTuber. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, do I, you watch? Do you watch anything? Uh, I watched Grumps and Best Friends, and that's it, really. I mean, well, there you go. All right, go watch Grumps and Best Friends. I've been everybody. watching Those the Grumps things. play Sonic Adventure DX, and oh, that's that's man, fun. That it's, was it's a, a little frustrating. Ego, you just need to go to the wide open space you haven't been before. Anyways. <laughs> but whatever it's fun the game glitches out on them and it's funny and i have you a should, cute laugh and then actually, i fall asleep you should watch uh the Ocarina of time series they talk a little oh, bit about no C-Gladys. that's right they started off oh god i'm gonna explode the second episode aaron is like yeah all i meant with sequelitis was that like the it was a great game for its time ocarina of time and that i think we were we were far enough along to where we can look back on it and adult like say as adults no it wasn't the best game ever like what what were some flaws and like yeah and he explains it in more, more words than that but I don't, but if he a like lot of the comments a lot of the comments were like this this is the episode where i finally forgive aaron <laughs> really oh so he has to like well then again it's gonna be hard to tell if if it's like rampant backpedaling or not i don't know no, it's not. He said he stated since that he doesn't really like how the video came out because a lot of people didn't didn't his tone didn't convey what he was actually trying to say because he joked it up like uh, all the other sequelitises and I don't know. And yeah. I hate that. I, I mean, know. I've been there. I feel that. I made the E3 video. I, I, <laughs> I made the fucking I made the fucking rivals of Ether video where I said nobody would deliberately put L canceling into their Smash Brothers Matt. game and everyone was like it was deliberate how dare you Matt what uh what video have you made that has backfired gloriously and you wish you could go <laughs> back and rewrite it now um it's got to be during my guild wars 2 age i there there's times where all right it's hard to keep up with every single piece of news that a MMO craps out right 
So mm-hmm. when you're dedicated mm-hmm. to that one game <laughs> while you're trying to, you know, play other games is extremely hard. So there was a mistake where, you know, I flubbed up on um, a, a certain mechanic that was supposed to be in the game. I'm not going to bother explaining because you're not going to understand. But yeah, I people go nuts. MMO, MMO players and it, as an audience is ridiculous. And I hope you guys never, never have to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> Never have to go through that, dude. But yeah, brushing against Sonic and Shinmu fans had me very, very nervous. But I made it through, and I think they think I'm, I'm, I'm an okay thing. I don't know for <laughs> sure, though. I mean, I don't I haven't seen them in person, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always yeah, maybe maybe my biggest backfire was putting the vods up on my YouTube channel of my Sonic Three playthrough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even see those. I took actually, those, I took those. Yeah, I took them down in a day. <laughs> Oh no! It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> Anyways, well, anyway. I feel like that's the end. That train has. Uh, yeah, we we kind of went a little uplifting down. on the end. Sorry if we got you down with the, the Digihum news. But it's but, such a fun yeah. story. Like, you see, okay, I think I yeah. think like this is this is where my my moral compass skews awry. I have so much fun with shit. Like, I love giggling at shitty things and shitty movies and shitty games, and I love talking about shitty news stories. It's just like, oh, it's the most fun thing to me. I, I relish in anguish. <laughs> Do you hear yeah. me giggling right now, even thinking about it? <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking about all the anguish he's going he's gonna to go on to laugh at for the rest of the day. Oh, Amazing. in Salt and Sanctuary, yeah. If I if I end up having a frustrating time dying, like in dark, I don't know. So far, the first twenty minutes have been pretty easy. But anyways, yeah, no, whatever. I need to go play games. People listening well. need to go play games. You need to go play Everybody games. Play some games. Have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Play fun games. Google with some bad games. Rate us Hit five man. stars on iTunes. <laughs> tell us about. <laughs> t- tell your mom about us. Tell your mom about Hitman, ladies. <laughs> Tell your mom not to dislike Hitman because it's episodic. Tell her to give it a chance and, you know, really formulate some of her own opinions. Tell her yeah. that it's the blood money too she's always wanted. Tell her that it's it's what a James Bond game deserves. <laughs> right, right. T- tell her what Assassin's Creed was supposed to be and, and they went a different direction. And <laughs> tell her that it's a really good self-aware game that like knows it's a video game. Just right, tell right. her to to um, turn on offline mode from the very beginning because her save will be incompatible with online. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, I hope your mom enjoys Hitman. Tell her to rate, rate Hitman five stars on iTunes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she enjoys killing. I don't think we got anything left. Like, uh, Yeah, we're, we're at the bottom. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bush. The bush. <laughs> <laughs>